Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, villains. Welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. Back on again. I said last night after I did the UAT Elements podcast, I was going to come back and be a bit more regular now that I'm back in my podcasting boudoir again. So delighted to come back here on a Sunday. Lovely sunny Sunday where I am here in the world. And I hope you guys had a super Sunday as well. If you like the stuff that we do, please give us a thumbs up. And also, you know, you might consider subscribing as well. Costs you nothing to do it. Just helps us get up the algorithms in YouTube as well. We're on the charge towards 5,500 subs. And then hopefully we'll get towards 6,000 and upwards to 10,000. Um, for no other reason other than to complete another vanity project. And if you do subscribe, you get to see me smile um, a bit more than, uh, th- than you would if you didn't subscribe. So today I just wanted to pop on because... I've been talking and talking and talking about these scouting series that I've done, and I've got a lot of these scouting sheets done up. Um, but <clears throat> as I say, life has gotten away over the last three months or so, and uh, I haven't had a chance to put them out as regularly as what as I wanted. And essentially, what I wanted to do is kind of like what I did with the right back focus a couple of weeks ago, probably about two months ago. Now I did five or six separate separate shows, just kind of highlighting right backs that I really liked. Right backs, I thought, would fit into the system and different types of right backs, whether you're looking at your marauding right backs, um, like Sugawara that I did, whether you're looking at the Vandersons, the all-around right backs, the guys who are who I thought would be out of reach for Aston Villa, but are, you know, going to be highly sought after by the biggest teams in Europe. And that doesn't mean that we can't get couldn't get somebody like that. Or whether we look at the, the one fights, somebody who's center half playing at a right back. So I, I, I did all that that previously, and I wanted to do it with centre-halves as well, and I'm going to do it slightly different 
what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and look at, we've been linked to Pau Torres essentially, and that's who this is about. We're going to look at Pau Torres under the transfer window uh, piece. We're going to look at his statistics as well. And then I'm going to have a conversation about, obviously, what he obviously brings to Aston Villa. But what does this signify for, for Unai Emery? Does it signify potentially a change of how we play at the back? Does it change? Does it signify a change in mentality within the team? Because there's a really interesting piece Um when you look at Pau Torres, what he brings to the table and what he doesn't bring to the table are very, very stark. Uh, one of them is really, really good. And then the other one I have, I'm not going to say I've got concerns over it, but it's just, it, it's something that you just see pop up and tape quite a lot. Um, but what I'm also going to do is I'm going to highlight somebody else that I think that if Unai Emery is uh, going to do a like-for-like um, replacement or not replacement, but like for like somebody to to, to maybe sit behind uh, Tyrone Mings and come in and do the job that he does. I'm going to highlight somebody else as well that I think could do that do that job. And also tomorrow, I'm going to look at the right back position. Um, you know, spoiler alert: I think Pau Torres, if he comes in, will plays plays the right of of our two centre halves for a reason I will mention in a moment. And I'm not quite sure that's ideal, even though I don't believe that that having two left backs is a bad thing. I don't believe you need to have a left and a right footed uh, centre half. Um, I just, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a moment. We'll talk about it in a moment and, I, and I'll kind of explain why. But anyway, let's take a little look at Pau Torres. As you, as you all know, Pau Torres, he is VRL player. Um, I've updated it to the new crest. I think it's about time. Um, I need to update it in the background of, of, uh, of the... Uh, the the avatar there that I have for Pau Torres, but we'll get to that at some stage. But Pau Torres, Viral player, uh, Spanish international, um, highly sought after. Uh, Manchester United were looking at him in last summer. Um, Tottenham are perennially linked with him. Um, you know, he's Real Madrid were looking at him prior to or when Sergio Ramos left Real Madrid. So he's somebody that you know has real good pedigree and absolutely, you know. Don't get me wrong when I talk about this. I'm going to pick pick apart pieces here that I've seen on tape, but it's not to say that I don't think that this guy will be a good player because for obvious reasons, I think that everybody here will agree that what what he does really, really well is something that um, that uh, within this team is something that can prosper. So let's take a little look at some of his statistics. Actually, we won't. We'll talk about him a small bit first before we do. I'm going to check some of your comments there as well. So uh, we've got British Mick in there. Uh, says good evening. We've got Anna Grady who says Lim Nakabu. Yeah, my um, uh, friendly friendly fans here from Ireland will know what that means. Um, ba -ba -bum -bum. where else are we? Um, uh, Rachel says that this is the signing I hope Villa makes. Um, yeah, we, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I could see Aston Villa making this signing. I'm just wondering, as uh, from the centre half department, we would be massively overstocked if we went and spent 45 million on Pau Torres. It's, it's a, it's a conversation we'll have in a moment once we get onto it. But Pau Torres, uh, as, as I mentioned, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of your archetypal, archetypical, if that is the word, um, modern day centre half. He is. Uh, a ball player, a ball progressor, and a ball carrier. Think of, I'm not going to say Virgil Van Dyke, but I'm going to say Virgil Van Dyke. Um, at his at his at his prime, you know the way Van Dyke would carry that ball out, he would take it upon himself, and he was supremely confident to do so. Um, nowadays maybe he doesn't do it as much, but Pau Torres does take it upon himself to kind of stride out of defence, pass that ball around the place. He's got a he's got a pretty decent passing passing percentage, as we'll see in a moment. But um, he is quite good with his feet, and and I think that that's his biggest standout point is that um, 
you know, in and out of possession, his contribution is it it it's 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 of a very high standard. So like when he's in possession and when he's when when he 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 does some crucial things because he starts attacks, obviously he looks to progress the ball up the field, as I mentioned before, as well. Um like when when you take a look at him, and I don't have this on any of my statistical uh, statistical graphs. When you take a look at him, you know he's in the he's massively high um, with regards to the amount of passes that he plays per ninety, which I have uh, progressive passes, which I have in my stat sheet. But his progressive runs per ninety is in how far he progresses the ball at, by by basically striding out of defence comes in at two point five two, I think, uh, per ninety minutes. That's just one that stands out in in the top of my head. And it's really good. It's like it's right up there within the top, top, top uh, quarter percentile, um, uh, the top twenty-five percent, should I say, of all defenders within Europe. Like I think the top of the league or the top of the top defender doing it in 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 Europe is Vardial, who's just ridiculous at it, if memory serves me right. But Paul Torres absolutely manages to do that, and he's really, really. Um, progressive from that point of view as well. From a defensive point of view, he's reading in the game is uh he's really intelligent so like if when when you look at him and when you look at how he's defending he looks i'm not going to say nonchalant i'm not going to do that because it's a it's almost a lazy way of describing him but um you know that he's been schooled at playing center half like he's played with VRL for majority of his career and um, he's been schooled at playing in a certain way he's been schooled at playing at playing out from the back he's been schooled at being in the right place at the right time as well he got great anticipation, very good pace. He's very intelligent, that kind of thing, you know. Um, and and sometimes when you when you have players like that, things like interceptions, things like blocks, things like uh, things like tackles as well can be can be low, so it can make their statistics look poor. Um, and why why is that the case? Because if you're getting into positions, if your positioning is really good, people are going to play the ball away from you. So if you're going to be shutting down lanes, if you're going to be marking your defender, marking a defender tight, then you're not going to get, you're not going to see as much of the action. You know, you're not going to be forced into, um, into, into reactive moments. You know, you're going to have proactive moments. So you're going, to, if you're an intelligent defender, you're going to get in the right positions. You're going to be there, and people are going to play the ball away from you because they're going to say, "Damn, he's after blocking off that passing lane." Now. Obviously, as I said, that that can be something that, you, that, that can show up in the stat and the stat sheet. So when you look at at the top defenders in Europe, like you look at any of the Man City defenders, and I think you would have to say that their defense has been rock solid for the majority of this campaign. You look at them; their defensive statistics aren't really going to jump off the page because they don't have number one. They don't have a lot of defending to do because they have a lot of uh, possession based football in front of them, which is obvious, and they're doing a lot of the attacking. But second of all. Their positioning, their structure, and their stability stifles attacks in its in its own right by the fact that people look for passes and they go, I can't find a pass here. There's nothing I can do. So they, a lot of the time they might end up trying to play a pass, goes out over the end line or goes out over the sideline or goes into the goalkeeper's hands and nobody has to make a tackle, an interception, or a block. So I wanted to kind of talk about that because, and I just realized I'm not showing up any of the statistics here. Because when we look at Pau Torres' statistics and we look at it here in, in comparison to Ezri Kanza, Tyrone Mings and Callum Chambers. I pop Callum Chambers in there just for um, for comparison as well because Diego Carlos didn't play enough minutes and we needed another centre half in there. So when you look at it, when you look at his, his defensive statistics, i.e. the tackles, his interceptions and so on, they look shocking. So if you were to look at him, you're going to go, this guy can't defend for toffee. He makes no interceptions. He's got a low, a low tackle rate. 
But then when you look at things like his um, his ball recovery, so showing his pace when when that ball is in open play, he's able to recover that ball very well. Uh, you can look then and, and see his progressive passes just jump off the page, far and away outweigh anybody in on this team. And that's something that is a trait. Remember when I, when I do these things, I always look for traits to do. What I Emery is looking for because it gives you a kind of an insight into think, hmm, how are we going to play differently next season? And last night we spoke about Yuri Tielemans, and Yuri Tielemans' biggest, biggest trait for me, well, it was biggest trait, I think, when we looked at the stat sheet, was his progressive nature and the, and the way that he passes forward. Pau Torres, obviously, the one that, that jumps off the page there is, is his progressive passing uh, rate. Obviously, as well, we can see there that he's um, he's been tasked with doing quite a, uh, quite a lot of passing. You know, his passing attempts there, we can see, are at 64.21. Um, much, much more than any of the players that we have there as well. But what I wanted to point out and my reason for my little kind of uh, diatribe there a moment ago about passing statistics and, and people who are able to get into the right passing ends and stop people from, stop teams from going at them with the ball to the def- to the attacker can really make their, their statistics look poor when you look at it here. I also want to just draw your attention for one moment to the white line. That we can see here because that white line denotes what Ezri Kanza has done. They're his statistics. So I just want to bring I just want to bring your attention to that because I think the Pau Torres, I, I don't think you can drop Tyrone Mings for reasons which will be discussed in a moment when we look at the next player. Reason being is obviously Tyrone Mings is the person who's starting a lot of our attacks doing this Pau Torres work, but also Tyrone Mings is the guy who gets in those blocks. He's the guy that gets in the, uh, the, he, he's, he's air, he's, um. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Aerial ability is, uh, is, is very good. And also, his interception rate is really good. He doesn't tackle that, that much. You know, as a defense, we haven't tackled. We, we don't. Like, we, we try to intercept, we try and block, and we try and get in there with, with, with headers. Because Pau Torres ain't that good in the air. He's not a demon in the air. Um, physicality isn't his thing. You can even see sometimes he can get rolled when balls are played in played into him to his feet. Um, you know, if he's got a big striker trying to back up to him, he can get rolled, get rolled there, and, and, and it's not his best attribute. And that, for me, is one of the putting on my devil's advocate hat. That's one of the concerning areas of his game. You can get away with it, get away with it at international level. Can get away with it in the in the in La Liga. He's got great pace to be able to recover, as we can see with his ball recoveries there. But for me, if you're playing that role in the Premier League, Ezri Kanza has learned how to play that role. Should I say that's why I'm directing your eyes towards the, the white line there. 
Ezra Kanza has learned how to play that role. It hasn't always been easy for him, and he's not the most physical defender in the world, but he wins a ton of frees because he gets that, he gets his body in front of these big strikers, bring him down. And, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, and I think I'm I, I, I may be, but if I'm not mistaken, Ezra Kanza was one of the most fouled um, defenders, if not the most fouled defender in the Premier League last season. So he's had to learn how to adapt his game to play that position, to play that way, and, and to be able to to mark a bigger striker like that. Pau Torres, for me, would have to learn that within the Premier League as well if he was to come in here, if he was to come into the Premier League. Do I think he can learn it? Of course I think. Of course I do. Of course I do. He's a, he's, he's a really good defender, and he's well able to play the ball out. He's supremely confident with the ball at his feet as well. Um, so... That's just a little bit on, on, on Pau Torres, as I said, specifically, because I think that he's going to play in that right-sided um, that right-sided centre-back, which, you know, people will have their preferences. Do you mind playing two left-footed players there? I don't really mind it. In Euro 2020 or 2021, whichever one it was, the European Championship, Spain played with two left, left-footed centre-halves. Didn't really affect them. You know, teams do it. Uh, we've been linked with Emmerich Laporte. I don't know how true that is. Um, but we've been linked with him as well. Another left-footed uh, centre-half, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So uh, we've got David Carlos on the bench. And this is my discussion here as well. When we've got an Ezri Kanze here, who does quite a lot of the work that the Pau Torres does and is, is doing it in the Premier League, and we know he can do it in, within the Premier League, do we want to upgrade Ezri Kanze with 45 million worth of a Pau Torres? It's a question I'm just throwing out there. I'm not saying that there, there would be a reason why we wouldn't sign him if we had the opportunity to. But do we want to do that? Because I don't think Tyrone Mings is the man that's going to be that's going to lose out here. So what does that mean from from an Unai Emery point of view? Does that mean that we're going to have situations where we're going to play three at the back? Do we maybe go to that Man City formation, um, even though we don't have the attacking players yet that maybe might be fortunate that, that might be able to play into that system, um, where we go to the three, two, four, one, or whatever the situ- whatever it is. I, I I'm not saying that we do that. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to figure it out here on the fly but do we bring bring somebody in like this to have that extra center half is it a wise thing to have all that money and all that talent and all these people tied up within our center half division when there may be bigger needs up the field what i mean by that is you know four into two don't go so diego carlos tyro mings esri kanza pau torres four into two doesn't go do we need to spend 45 million on this? It's just a devil's advocate question. I like the player. I'm not saying we don't sign him because of, because of his price tag. It's just a devil's advocate question. I'm just throwing it out there for that from the point of view because if we do have him, if we do sign him for, for, for whatever reason, and yes, I know Diego Carlos is uh, wrong side of 30, as is Tyrone Mings as well, and there needs to be future proofing here. Um, but if we do sign him from that point of view, is it something that we need to think about? Um so it's it's just it's just something to you know whenever we're looking at looking at, at transfers whenever we look at transfer uh, transfer links and so on. Now, if we weren't to sign somebody like a Pau Torres, and bear in mind, I think Pau Torres would be coming in to take Ezra Kanza's place based on his statistics here. I think he's the guy who's brought in that isn't a physical monster because Tyrone Mings is. He is uh, brought in here to progress the ball, for, ball forward and to be that pacey player like like Ezra Kanza. I think they're actually. The type of player that they are, they're not stoppers. They're more, or sorry, they are stoppers. They're stoppers of, of center halves, and they want to, they, 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 they 
how am I trying to say this? Because I've kind of confused it by saying that they're stoppers. They're they're not the person who's going to be going to get up, get the ball in the air, be that aerial monster or whatever. This guy is going to come in here to take the pressure off Tyrone Mings to be that ball playing centre half. Even though Mings has excelled at it in the in the second half of the season, gives us that two pronged approach. Ezra Kanza has not really been tra- trusted with doing too much um, progressive, massive progressive work with passing. He's done a lot of passing from uh, around the back and passing into midfield. That's not an issue. I'm not criticizing him for that. I'm talking about the striding out of defense and stuff like that because Pau Torres does it. So does Mings. Pau Torres just isn't really great in the air. He's, he's fine. He's passable, but he's not great in the air. Now, if maybe if, if, Una Emery was looking for somebody to come in and sit behind uh, Tyrone Mings and be a bit of an understudy for Tyrone, Tyrone Mings. Looking at somebody that may be a, how will I put it, a, um, as I said, cheaper signing, um, might be somebody from a team that has just been um, just been relegated. And that is uh, Mohamed Salisu from Southampton. So bear with me on this one. I'm not, I'm not advocating that we sign him. I'm just talking about different types of centre-halves and centre-halves that are out there. Because... Another thing that I want to kind of I want to get off my chest as well is that sometimes fan bases, me and t- me included as well, we begin to start loving players when they haven't even signed for the club. So we love the fact that we've been linked with a player, and then another player signs for us, and then we think that that player is lesser because we didn't sign the player that was initially linked, the guy who costs more money, the guy from the bigger team. And what I'm talking about here is that you know we're now in an era whereby we have a manager who's going to bring in players that do what he wants them to do as opposed to bring in a player who's um who is going to be expected to elevate the team just to, just based on who they are and and to bring a different um and and to, to you know to to try and revolutionize the team because they're a very very good player i hope that makes sense what i'm trying to say here so essentially is that you know sometimes you fall in love with players who haven't signed for the club don't sign for the club and then we kind of have a it kind of puts a stain on another player then that might sign for the club as well. But Salisu, bear with me on this one. I'm not advocating that we sign him. I'm just talking about different types of players. But like when we look at uh, at Salisu, his defensive statistics are quite impressive. So remember, if we're looking for that that traditional blocker stopper um, type of type of defender, sole kind of almost sole defender. Salisu is quite impressive as well. And also, if you look at his progressive passes there, I spoke about um, about Paul Torres having a really good progressive pass rate. Salisu is a g- very good progressive passer as well. So if we were looking for somebody to come in, sit behind Tyrone Mings, uh, or maybe be an understudy to Tyrone Mings, Mohamed Salisu ain't a, very, ain't a bad defender. Now, remember what I said at the very start of the podcast about defenders who have to do a lot of defending in bad teams, and Southampton were a bad team this year. They have elevated defensive statistics. Okay, we can see that here. A lot of tackles, a lot of interceptions, a lot of ball recoveries, so on, so forth. But why I wanted to show up Mohamed Salisu here is essentially because I said the Potars is going to be showed more of the traits of an Ezri Kanza, albeit with an elevated sense of passing and, and, and progressive passing ability. Salisu shows more of the traits of a Tyrone Mings. Because we can see you know, you, you can see a, a, a comparison there. Yes, it's not. It's not not uh, it's not not massively apparent, but uh, the 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 traits are there for Mohamed Salisu, you know. And if we were to go for somebody that was maybe a small bit, um, 
a small bit uh, cheaper, well, a lot bit cheaper, and uh, maybe displayed the same characteristics as a Tyrone Mings as opposed to uh, an Ezra Konza. Maybe take a look at somebody like a Salasu. That's the only reason I wanted to show this guy up here and see that there are different types of center halves. We might fall in love with one, but Una Emery might want to get somebody else. Also, it could be just the media talk and nonsense as well that we're being linked to somebody. I don't think it is in this instance. It's uh, been reported by The Athletic through Greg Evans. Been pretty right on the money recently with, with a lot of the um, a lot of the links that he's had. And I do think that we do have... Um, a, a a finger on the pulse at least with a Pau Torres, but I just wanted to show this because it's a it's 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 just interesting, you know. I found this interesting that he would be an interesting replacement for Tyrone Mings. Should Tyrone Mings go to the team because he because of his aerial ability, his ball, excuse me, his ball recovery ability, his tackling, his interception, all that, his interceptions, all that kind of stuff. As opposed to to Pau Torres, who doesn't have a, a, the best aerial ability, or he doesn't have an aerial ability akin to a Tyrone Mings. And maybe doesn't um, doesn't show the the um, the physicality that Tyrone Mings does, whereas Salasu does and has done it within the Premier League as well before. Just want to throw that one out there. All right, it's not a we we should sign him or anything like that. And just talking about different types of players. Anyway, thanks very much for coming to my TED talk on this one because I didn't know how this one was going to work out I wanted to try and crowbar as much into this one as I possibly could I originally had this one as three different podcasts would you believe um, but I wanted to kind of expedite it and try and get the centre half piece in here I'm going to come back tomorrow with uh, with some right footed centre halves or right sided centre halves and discuss those tomorrow as well so I hope you will join me for that and if you like these please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel as I say um, completely Completely just a vanity project, and I'm going to be I'm going to be honest about it because millions of others out there wouldn't be. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, listen, exciting times ahead for Aston Villa, and uh, we're going to be here with you every step of the way over the transfer window. Now that we've taken a bit of a break, um, I'm going to come to your con- to your comments there for a moment, Johnny Five Fits. You've mentioned about Obama. Bama Daly, um, I can't pronounce, he plays for Ireland, I cannot pronounce his name, I do apologise, I actually have him, stay tuned tomorrow, <laughs> because you've just had a spoiler alert there, Johnny Five Fitz, he's on the list for tomorrow, um, where else are we, so Duncan Kilburn says he thinks we'll play three centre-backs next year, um, and indeed Kamara can play there too, I, I, I don't think Unai Emery is going to be um, I think he's going to want specialized centre halves. I, th- I think he, I think he will want specialized centre halves. Um, I don't think he wants to be in a situation where he's dropping back a, a Bubakar Kamara or a Dendonker. I think that hap- that that was in play this year because we had lesser numbers there. But I think he wants to rectify that um, uh, next next season. And CT Villain says three at the back would make sense. Switching it up for certain games. Uh, I, I, I'm a big proponent of three at the back as well. Specifically, if we're, uh, yeah, specific, depending on the type of game, should I say, and if we're going to go with a narrow midfield as well, that three at the back makes an awful lot of sense. Um, so it it, it makes sense to uh, to do that. Um, where are we? Mel Farrell also says here could see Kanza right back in Emery's system. Kanza was decent at right back in nineteen twenty and would work well there. Um, it's been muted quite a lot by a lot of people. You know, whenever we do a uh, we talk about right backs. Everybody says, or you see it on Twitter. Everybody says, "Ah, oh, no need. We've got Ezri Kanza." Could very well happen. Could very well happen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule it out there as well. Um, I wouldn't rule it out uh, as well. And that, and once again, look, all you got to see is how 
how Man City have elevated the play of Nathan Aki and uh, John Stones. Maybe the, maybe Ma- maybe Martin O'Neill was so far ahead of the game by playing four centre halves uh, back in the day, and uh, it was unbelievably uncreative for Aston Villa um, at the time. And maybe now he was ahead of the game because you see Man City winning a Champions League last night with four centre halves playing across their back four, albeit John Stones stepping out into midfield. Don't know who who our um, who our centre half that would be stepping out into midfield like a John Stones would be, but it would be an interesting thing. Um, Himalaya says, Neil, will you do a section on the youngsters at the academy or loanies that can make it to the first team to make up for numbers or real competition? I can do indeed. I am, once again, I'm waiting to try and find a time for somebody to come to talk to us on that. Um, last year I did a piece on our loanies. I'm, I'm finding it a bit more difficult for just from time period this year. Um, so I might just try and cram it all into one podcast on our loanies if I can. I did a very good series speaking to fans of the clubs that people were loaned out to, but um, but a lot of those podcasts and and I myself are finding it difficult to to, to get a time that suits. But um, we'll see if we can do something on that for sure. Uh, the academy piece for for definite, absolutely for definite as well. Um, where else are we? Um, um, right, yeah. Look, a lot, a lot of, a lot of similar comments there as well, and a lot of really, really good comments. And thanks so much, everybody, for commenting uh, as well. Um, so I'm going to leave it at that, guys. Tonight, thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. I'm going to try and get back again tomorrow night. Um, as I say, I'm going to try and do as many podcasts as I can. It could be a daily occurrence. It could be every two days or whatever. Uh, myself and Paddy haven't forgotten about our, our season reviews, uh, our season review. I think every single other podcast has done one at this stage. We're definitely the latest. I know Paddy is going to do it. And also, we're hoping to have a couple of special guests on very, very soon. So um, stay tuned for that one because there's a couple of interesting ones there if they could come down the line uh, that I'm sure you're all going to want to listen to and want to watch. And also, we haven't forgotten to announce the last two of the special guests for our um for our live podcast that's going on in September. Um, we hope to have more information on that. Just still still waiting back on information from the venue. At the moment, it is sold out. Um, just waiting to see if there's anything we can do for release release of more tickets. Um, but we need to kind of finalize that and see if there is anything that can be done as soon as possible. So as soon as we know anything, we will let you guys know on that as well. That's going to do it for tonight, guys. Thanks so much, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Thumbs up, subscriptions, all that jazz. Tell your, tell all your mates about the podcast as well, because the more the merrier here. And I'll be back again tomorrow. So until then, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.